Shall we all stand please for a moment? Thank you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for Trinity Church. Thank you for all that Trinity Church has done and has been over the years. Helping people, sending people, blessing the church, the world. Thank you for Pastor Dominic. Thank you for Pastor Dowdy. Thank you for Pastor Gerald who's going to be in charge. Thank you for all the team that are working hard, so hard. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you guide us into the next phase, the next season. Let your Holy Spirit be in charge. This is your church, Lord. And this church will be here till Jesus comes. Thank you for your blessing for everyone receiving us today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. What a blessing to be here today. I want to thank Pastor Dominic once again for the invitation uh, to be here the second time in my life in your church, in this church. That's a great blessing to me. Today, I want to share with you uh, a short message entitled, uh, what's it going to be called? Let's see. Can't you do just a little bit more? And I have a book. And that's the book there. Can't you do just a little bit more? What a blessing. Now these words, can't you do just a little bit more, are actually not my own words. But there's a pastor called J.G. Morrison, who was a pastor of the Nazarene Church. And he spoke these words when he was um, trying to get some support for uh, missions in 1879. So these are ancient words of great fathers and powerful people who have fashioned the church over the years. I want us to read from 2 Kings chapter 13 and from verse number 14. It says, Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, whereof he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept and said, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king, Put your hand to the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands on the king's hand. And he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. And then Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance. And the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek, till thou have consumed them. And he said, Take the arrows. And he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed or stopped. And the man of God was wrath with him and said, Thou should have smitten five or six times. Then hast thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. And Elijah died and they buried him. All right? Now, this is a passage where the prophet Elisha 
uh, was visited by a king. The king was called Joash. And when he visited the king, he told that he he was seeing the prophet for help. All right. So the prophet did something prophetic. And he said, let let me do something prophetic. So he said, "Take uh, take an arrow, bow and arrow, and point to the window. All right, to the east. So he shot, and the arrow went that way. And uh, he said, that is the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. All right? Sometimes prophets do these kind of things. And um, so he said, this is God delivering you. Then he told him, take another arrow and strike the ground. So the king took an arrow and hit the ground. One, two, three. Then he stopped. And Elisha was upset with him. And Elisha said, why did you stop after three times? You should have smitten the ground five or six times. And then you would have had an even greater victory. So what he was trying to say was what we are trying to say in this simple message. Can't you do just a little bit more? Can't you do just a little bit more? Because a little bit more makes a big difference. You know? Uh, a little bit more makes a big difference many times in our lives and our ministries. And... Um, God wants us in Trinity to, you know, to ask ourselves the question that, can't you do just a little bit more than you've done? I mean, it's just like you've done good. You've done well. I mean, we just watched the video. We're reaching out to people, nations. We have missions. We give, I am sure this church gives millions of dollars to missions and evangelism and so on. But you see, there's a question. Can't you do just a little bit more than you've done? Yes. And this is also to everyone who is a minister and everyone who is serving the Lord. God is asking you this great question. Can't you do just a little bit more? And I find that, you know, a little bit sometimes makes all the difference in people's lives and in your ministry and in your service to the Lord. Uh, You know, I went to medical school for seven years. And um, when you get 49%, You want just a little bit more. And you become a doctor. Yeah. Just one point. Just a little bit more. Uh, If you had just had just one point, because 50 is the pass mark. 50. It means you don't know half of the things. (laughs) But all that you need is 50. And you got 49. Hey. Oh, yes. 
And you need one point to cross over. And you know, when you fail the final exam, you have to stay for six months more. And every, all your classmates become doctors. And you meet them on the ward in the hospital. They are all doctors. Doctor, doctor. And you are still a student. Because they are all your classmates. And they all, they would have, you would have become a doctor. I became a doctor on the 10th of March, 1989. And that day, some people didn't become doctors. Because of one point. One mark. Just a little bit more would have made the difference. Just a little bit more. So God is calling us all. You know, and I believe, I, I, I'm not, I'm telling you prophetically, this church can do a little bit more. Yes. yes. Uh, many of you who give, you can do a little bit more. Yes. You can. Don't wait for anything to push you other than the word of God. There are many ways you can hear a message from God, but God is speaking to you today and he's saying, can't you do just a little bit more? It's going to make a big difference. Yes, because just something small. I thank God over the years, I've had people in my life, ministry, who have done just something small. And I realize that God doesn't really require so much from us. But sometimes it's just something little that you add. Think about Rahab the prostitute. What did she do to have herself added to the list of honorable men? She was a prostitute. And their home was available for any passerby for just a little money. But she opened her home for God's servants one night. And for that, that little thing she did, her name has been added to the honorable men whom we follow. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all the men of faith, the heroes of faith. For something little that she did. So don't discount what you can do. Sometimes when we want to give something, we say, oh, it's nothing. Oh, my, my contribution is very small. Oh, when I do this, it's not going to amount to anything. But a little difference makes a big difference. Now, if you look at the life and the ministry of Abel, what's the difference between Abel and Cain? Cain brought vegetables, salad, Mediterranean salad. Caesar salad. I don't know what kind of salad he brought for the Lord. Italian salad. Okay, I hear there's Italian salad. But Abel took time to find a living warm animal. Oh, yes. That has eaten the grass, the vegetables already. He has eaten the vegetables already. And that has turned into meat and blood. And he sacrificed that animal for the Lord. That difference. And maybe one was a farmer, one was this. But it's like what Abel got to the, for the Lord was there was a little difference. I'm sure it cost both of them something, but probably something a little bit more. Your life. Your life. Oh, yes. So, a little bit more. 
just a little bit more makes a lot of difference. Oh yes. I believe that a lot of people, God wants you to serve him. But you know, you may not give him your youth. And you wait till you are old. And God maybe wanted you from a certain time. Or maybe you all, you see, one of the reasons why we don't give ourselves as we could to the Lord is because we feel that our contribution will not make much of a difference. But I came to tell you today that your contribution will make a big difference. Second Peter chapter 2, Noah gave a little bit more. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 2 that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He was already a preacher. But one day God came to him and said, I want you to do something just a little bit more. And, and the Lord asked, he asked, what, what, what do you want from me? And God said to him in Genesis chapter 6, verse 14, he said, I want you to make me an ark. What? I've been a preacher for so many years. Serving the Lord and doing the right thing. Now you want me to build a boat? Yes, Noah. You've, pre- you've been a preacher. Second Peter says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He was the only righteous man in that era. And he had been serving the Lord. Now the Lord said, I need something more from you. Build me a boat. Wow. It's interesting that... Build me a boat. Then the Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 7, Noah was moved with fear and prepared an ark. Wow. Then God, when he built the ark, God came and said, okay, well done, I have something more. What? God said to him, I want you to catch animals. Become a hunter. Hey. You've been a preacher for so many years. Now God has made you do one little more extra thing. But build me an ark. Now you want me to find animals and catch them alive. I'm actually embarking on a project to catch snakes alive in my campus. Oh yeah. I want to catch. I tell you it's not a small. Yeah to catch. Try. That was what Noah had to do. He had to find animals alive. Oh yeah. Then after that, God said to him, well done, you bought animals. I want you to do a little bit more. Genesis chapter 6. He said, take down food. Food for each animal. Thou shalt gather it and it shall be food for thee and for them. Food for you and for them. So you have to find out the diet for every animal. What do foxes eat? What do snakes eat? What do lions eat? What do antelopes eat? What do tortoises eat? Hey! Horses! That's a, it's a big project. You know, my father, had, my father owned race horses. Yeah. My father owned race horses. He had a whole fleet of race horses. And to get food for these animals was no small project. I mean, he used to send cars to the forest to go and cut grass with his Mercedes Benz. <laughs> I don't know if you can imagine a Mercedes Benz going to cut grass. 
and he filled the booth with grass, all kinds of things, to have race horses. He had race horses that won the derby. Yeah, champion horses. Uh, Noah had this project. And then after a while, God said to Noah, I want you to move your house, go and stay in the ark. In Genesis 7, he said, come thou in and all thy house into the ark. Each of these was a little bit more than being a preacher of righteousness. And I thank God for Pastor Dominic that he, he I, I see in him, I can see, you see, one, people that, that, people that, people that come close to me, often they want to do a little bit more. Yes. Usually, they want to do a little bit more. And God wants us, as a church, to do a little bit more. Oh, yes. A little bit more church. Can't we, couldn't we have started another church in Singapore before we died? Couldn't we have started another mission? I mean, we went to Taiwan, and what about China, mainland, and Hong Kong? And what about Korea, South Korea? And what about North Korea and Thailand and Brunei? And well, why didn't we plant? I mean, why didn't we plant churches in all these places? I mean, I don't know what, you're, what, what, what answers you are going to give to God. Why, why, why didn't you? I mean, you had people that were people. Why didn't you tell them to go and start churches? Why didn't we pay? Why didn't we? Why? Why? What? You know, I have a song that I wrote. I don't want to say I want to go back to do some more when I die. I don't want to say I want to go back and do some more. How many people die and I want to go back. I want to go back and do some more. But it's too late. And that's why God is asking you now. Can't you do just a little bit more? Oh, yes. And so today, every, every pastor who is here, and every Christian, you know, God is asking you, can't you do a little, I mean, you come to church just once a week. I mean, you just come, you sit down for 45 minutes, you listen, then you go home. I, I mean, I just want to ask, can't you do a little bit more than that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what you do, but you just come and go. I mean, can't you do a little bit more? I mean, look at the offering that you give, so small. When you come to church, $100 is too big. When you go to the mall, $100 is too small. How can $100 be too big and too small at the same time? I don't understand it. Do you understand it? I don't understand it. The same $100 bill looks too big in church, and then in the mall, it looks too small. How? Can't you give a little bit more? Think about all that you spend on everything else. You have, there's a shop in Singapore, I don't know if it's still there, there's nothing like, there's, there's nothing like too many shoes limited. Have you, have you seen that shop? There's, there's nothing like too many shoes limited. In other words, there's nothing like having too many shoes. So the shop is there, come, there's nothing like too many. I know you have 45 pairs, you come and buy one more, 46. A little bit more. There's nothing wrong with a little bit more shoes. 
for soul winning? Can't you? Can't you give $10? I mean, I, I'm just asking a personal question. Can't you give something a bit more than what you are doing? I mean, look at what you have. Look at how God has blessed you. Look at how well you are. I mean, can't you take something out and do something more? Do you have any idea the difference it will make? I remember some years ago, I went for a crusade. Somebody was looking at the crusade. There was, there was 9,600 people there that night. And then the whole offering, the whole offering was less than $100. And so you are wanting to give, and you say, oh, it's nothing. But you'll be surprised that the, the less than $100 can even pay for a crusade. Or it's even more than the whole offering at, at whatever. Because there are some countries where you take offering, the money is like, it's like paper. It's like paper. You've collected paper. <laughs> Blank papers. <laughs> hey. Are you here or you are leaving? Now. Look. Luke chapter 1 verse 1. This is something amazing. Luke, can't you do it just a little bit more? I'm sure God was asking him. Hey, look, look. Disciple, look. Can't you do a little bit more? Look at what Luke said in Luke chapter 1 verse 1. Moreover, as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed amongst us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. Notice, notice what Luke said. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write also. I also want to write. Wow, in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things. So Luke was saying, hey man, I hear Matthew's written one of the books. Matthew's written, Mark is written, this other Thomas has written, Barnabas, all kinds of characters are writing, and God was asking, look, can't you do just a little extra maybe? Do your contribution. I remember when I was going to write books, I said, oh, nobody's going to read my book. Nobody will ever read my book. Why should I write a book? Many churches when I was going to start, I, could hear, I, I had the devil, I, I wasn't so sure whether I was the devil or it was, I was being advised with just maturity, you know. What is the use of your church here? What is the use of your church here? We don't, nobody needs your church here in this country. But you see, God was asking, look, why don't you, just a little contribution from you. Now, if Luke had decided that, oh, you know, I, I hear there are great men of God writing books. Uh, so I, what, 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 what does my book, what, who am I, Luke? Why, why should I not write? Why should I write? What should I do? So supposing Luke said, okay, hands off. Uh, I'm just sleeping. But Luke decided, you know what? I'll, I'll also just make my own little contribution. A little bit more. And today, today, all of us are so happy that Luke wrote. What did Luke tell us? The story of the Good Samaritan. We wouldn't know about the Good Samaritan if Luke hadn't written. 
oh look good Samaritan if Luke had decided oh you know I hear Matthew's written John has written this is written who am I what is the use of my little whatever I mean what are the use of my stories He gave us the story of the teaching of the one who goes, to the story of the rich fool. Remember the story of the rich fool? He said, tonight your soul is required of you. Matthew didn't mention it. Mark didn't mention it. John didn't mention it. Nobody wrote it. Hey, Luke said, oh, I remember this story Jesus told. Just a little bit more. Here we are. We are reading this story. The story of importunity. The man who said, pray till midnight. Go and ask your friend for loaves and he doesn't give you. Go and keep knocking on his door. Remember that story? It's only Luke. It's not in Matthew. It's not in Mark. It's not in John. It's not in Acts. It's nowhere. A little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit from you. It can change so many things. The story of the sitting of the wedding guests when you go to a wedding choose the lower seat it's only in Luke the story of building a tower the cost of building a tower it's only Luke who wrote it the story of the lost sheep the story of the lost sheep the lost coin the lost son the prodigal son nobody wrote it nobody and Luke was battling whether he should write or he shouldn't write I won't write who am I why should I write I'm just a doctor I'm a doctor I'm not a real disciple I'm not this type of anointed whatever I, 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 I don't see why I should write he would, we wouldn't know that story goodness gracious the prodigal son we wouldn't have heard of the story of the prodigal son if Luke hadn't decided that, let me do just a little bit my own small, my small contribution, my little help, my contribution to the work of God, my giving, my money, my time, a little bit more, one more church, one more soul, one more crusade, one more, one more gift, one more million dollar, one more thousand dollars. One more journey. Pastor Dominic, we wouldn't even know about the rich man who went to hell. We wouldn't know of any story in the whole world which tells us what happened to people when they die. Matthew didn't write it. I don't know why. Mark didn't write it. I don't know why. John didn't write it. I don't know why. But look, he said there was a certain rich man clothed in purple and fine linen who fed sumptuously every day. And there was a beggar named Lazarus who was laid at the gate of the rich man's table full of sauce, desiring to be fed by the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. Only Luke told us this story. Matthew, no. Mark, no. John, no. Barnabas, no. Acts, no. Ephesians, no. Paul, no. Only Luke. His small story. And maybe when he was writing, something was telling him, all these fairy tales you are writing, what are the use of all this? Useless book you are writing. Nobody will read it. How many times I've written books, I hear the voice. No one will ever read your book. No one will ever read this book. Who will ever read this book? Nobody's interested in what you are writing. One more book. 
One more book. It's too scary when you think of the things which were being left out. Just a little bit more. It's Luke who told us that the reward for hard work is more work. Yes. If you forgot, the reward for hard work is more work. Remember the unjust servant who came, that he finished working in the field and he came and sat down and said, Will you not rather serve your master rather than saying that uh, we should praise you for having worked so hard? The reward for hard work. If it wasn't for Luke, we wouldn't know about the raising of the son, the man from Nain, the little boy. We never had, we, we, we think that Jesus only raised um, Jairus' daughter. Yes, another, but from the city of Nain. It's only in Luke. Look, I want to tell everybody here, I don't know who you are and where you came from. I want to tell you and I want to say there is something that if you don't do, you will regret eternity. You'll be shocked at the effect and the impact of that small thing that you didn't do for God. You'll be shocked. Yeah, you think you are insignificant, but you don't know how important a little bit more is from you. Now, I know another person who had this same problem too. His name was John. He was also considering because he was a small boy. You know, he was a teenager. Yeah. So when he wanted to write, he was probably also thinking, why should I write? Hey, John, can't you do a little bit more? Ask your neighbor, can't you do a little bit more? Can't you preach a little bit more? Some of you preach only once on Sundays. Can't you preach three times? Can't you preach four times on Sunday? Why do you preach only once? How old are you? How old are you? You preach only once. You preach once a week. Are you on retirement? Are you on holiday? Are you on vacation? You preach once a week. Oh. Can't you do a little bit more? Can't you have another church of Friday church and Saturday church and Sunday church and Monday church and Tuesday church? Can't you do just a little bit more? I beg you, please. Maybe you don't know the difference it's going to make. Oh. I feel almost desperate as I'm preaching. I don't know whether you are understanding my message or whether I should go to Malaysia to continue preaching. Maybe those in Malaysia will understand my preaching better. Pastor Siklang is here. I'm going to him. Hey. Now John, John, John decided at the last moment, let me just write something. Hey. If John hadn't written... We would not know in the beginning was the word. <laughs> and the word was God. Pastor Dominic Matthew didn't write it. Oh. We wouldn't know John 3.16, God so loved the world. Because Matthew didn't write God so loved the world. And Mark didn't write God so loved the world. And Luke didn't write God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I thank God for the life of John. That he decided to write all these things. Why don't you clap for John for doing a little bit more? Oh, yes. Huh. Hey, if, if John had decided that, you know, enough of writing, they make, so, I thank God he didn't read uh, Solomon to the making of many books, there's no end. If he had read it, he would not have written his book. <laughs> 
But then, we wouldn't know that we must be born again. Ah! We wouldn't even, we wouldn't even know that we are born again. We wouldn't even know that we got to be born again if John hadn't done a little bit more. Except a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. No Matthew, no Mark, no Luke, no Paul, nobody wrote it. My goodness. We wouldn't know God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Aye! <laughs> what a shock indeed. Yeah. We wouldn't know out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. We wouldn't know that Jesus came to give us abundant life. I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. We wouldn't know that Jesus is the good shepherd. Hmm. We wouldn't know that if you love God, you keep his commandments. You would, we wouldn't know that greater works than these shall you do. Ah, because only John wrote it. I came to tell you there's a great responsibility on your life. For you to do whatever God is telling you to do. You wouldn't know that greater love has no man than this. That a man should lay down his life for his friend. Oh, we wouldn't know about the comforter. Remember the word comforter? The Holy Spirit, the comforter. Where, where, would, we, where would we read comforter? Where? You tell me where. Would we read it in Matthew? Would you read it in Luke? Would you read it in Paul? Nobody wrote about these things. It is only John's contribution. Sometimes I look, I, I, sometimes I feel the Bible is too small. Maybe there are some people who didn't want to do a little bit more and didn't write. I can't imagine the things we would have gotten. And finally, we wouldn't know about the nobleman's son healing. We wouldn't know about the pool of Bethesda when the man was healed by the pools. We wouldn't know about the blind man who was born blind. We wouldn't know about Lazarus being raised from the dead. The greatest miracle of all time. We would never have heard about it. We would not even have heard. I mean, you, I mean, I'm just asking you, why do you think Matthew didn't write it? I mean, this is so profound, so such a big event. I mean, I don't understand why Matthew didn't write. You see, that's why God is expecting your little contribution. Yes, from everybody in this church. Because some of you are millionaires. You sit in the church, you, there's so much you can give, you think somebody else is giving it. Or because the church doesn't beg you. And nobody begs you, nobody asks you. Can't you do just a little bit more? Today, I want to, I want to beg you on behalf of the Lord. This is your chance. To do a little bit more for him. Preach a little bit more. Give a little bit more. Write a little bit more. Start one more, two more churches. Do something. I'm telling you, God is speaking to you. If you don't think God is speaking today, God is speaking to you. Do a little bit more. And it's going to make a big difference. In Singapore and in the world. May God touch your heart and show you what he means to you when he says to you, can't you do just a little bit more than all that you've done? Stand to your feet, everybody, please. You want more? It's in the book. Oh, yes. 
check your neighbor and say, can't you do a little bit more than just resting in church once a week? Ah, I need you to do a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Can't you do? Are you asking your neighbor, can't you do just a little bit more? I mean, I, I don't know what you are doing. Can't you do something extra? Lift your hands. Father, thank you for everyone who is here tonight. Thank you for everyone giving their lives to Jesus Christ. Thank you. We want to be like Jesus who finished his whole ministry and did everything that he was called to do. We lift up our hands today and we submit ourselves to your perfect will and to your perfect plan to do a little bit more for the glory of God and for the kingdom of God and for our life's sake Lord for the short time you've given to us thank you for every life and every heart that is lifted before you thank you for your blessing for the church in Jesus name